0: Welcome to Apples and Oranges, the podcast hosted by us. I'm Matt of Apples and Oranges fan. And
1: I'm Jack of Matt and Jack fame. Uh, I uh,
0: Ooh. also There's on this podcast the there.
1: Yeah, look, I have a serpentine tongue. It's slippery. It's moist. It's it's sliding all over the place. If anyone has it all uh, around, it does. And if it's it sort of got a mind of its own, if anyone has any uh, remedy for that, some sort of tongue drying like, substance. I was thinking like a bomb. Yeah, a bomb or a salve would be sick. But speaking of uh, uh, the topic of bombs, today's guest is the bomb. Uh, We're here with comedian
2: and uh, just friend of the show, David Velona. How's it going, fellas? Thanks for for having me. Of course. Of course.
0: How's it going with you? How's your How's your morning?
2: My morning is great. I'm uh, I'm one espresso in. Ooh. On my uh, then a diet coke. Oh, I see. Um, it hasn't really been a routine but I think it might be going forward to be honest.
0: Sort of a caffeine shot chaser type situation. Exactly right. Exactly right.
2: Oh I think really you know what's better than a frosty delicious diet coke. I love
0: I I love when it's frosty or uh, what's it called Ices with the um with the polar bear
2: on them. Oh yeah.
0: I'd love a diet coke icy right about now. Yep. Oh cheers. Beautiful. Cheers. Yep. We just clinked our drinks. I have a gigantic icy I got from the movies uh, that I'm sort of <laughs> s- sipping and slushing on right now. It's just completely melted from last night. Uh, yeah, it is mostly syrup and a bit of water. Delicious. It's wet, I'll say that much, and very sticky. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole apartment is just covered in stick and ick. Uh, it's sort of an issue. Um, but you know, affect
0: speak-
2: the uh, security deposit there.
1: Yeah, no, oh yeah, that's, it's ago.
2: it's setting us back. Well, the it security is setting posit- us back
1: the security deposit was lost every time Matthew invites a parade into the
0: apartment. Uh, <laughs> was, I've often been known to invite a parade. It's when I win a debate. I like to sort of celebrate with mm-hmm. a parade. That sort of does. They they'll play like uh like hooked on a feeling, but in a uh, traditional parade version. You know, <laughs> <They'll do> like. <laughs> It's very nice. It's sort of celebratory. Yeah, they've,
1: they've, they've absolutely destroyed the place, though. Uh, a lot of stomping. Yeah, they, they have no respect for our neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> um, David, we like to start these, these sort of, uh, uh, you know, podcasts, whatever you'll call it. Uh, I'll call it a podcast. You know what? I think we will today. And we like to begin them by asking our guests about their debate experience. Do you have any formal debate experience, non-formal? informal out wow. formal
2: casual well i'm generally i'm pretty uh i'm a pretty antagonistic guy oh yeah so you're me on mean. some level I, I i'm really debating every day so i would say i'm pretty pretty practiced but no i never did like debate in high school or college or anything but i had a uh, i had a couple of class class president runs that uh ooh you know did you know stranger you have like- to the uh the scene, if you mm. will. So the
0: debate scene. We So you had to like have a proper debate against your uh, other, I, I don't know, the, the other people campaigning? No, no, there wasn't no. even a
2: debate. No, we, I no. had to give it a couple just, speeches. Huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, speech and debate, they're, one could argue there are two sides of the same rhetorical coin. Yeah. So you're halfway there.
2: What about you guys? Were you big uh, debate heads?
0: Absolutely not. But uh, likewise, I'm sort of antagonistic.
2: I did have a buddy in college who is literally the number one debater in the United States for like whatever our age. Whoa. Wow. It's crazy to me that he's, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: You went to college with Ben
2: Shapiro? (laughs) I went to college with Ben Shapiro. He was a dear friend. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Was. What happened with you and Ben? (laughs) What happened? Um, Yeah.
0: If you you, you care to get into
2: it. Well, we got into a couple of disagreements about the, uh, the, you know, the best kind of cereal. And it didn't really, mm-hmm. uh, our politics aligned completely. So that was. Uh, oh,
0: that's great. Right. Yeah. yeah, You yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, we were like, I love my steel cut oats. And he's like, I like them sugary.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sch- Shapiro really likes it sweet. <laughs> well, oh, let, yeah. Let me put that one out there. <laughs> he
0: likes a sweet cereal. He likes sort of a uh, like a frosted <laughs> fruity pebbles sort of.
2: Yeah. You, you ever really like the Calvin and Hobbes, like sugar coated, frosted chocolate covered milk bombs or whatever
0: yeah yeah he's yeah. sort of a calvin
2: um and well,
1: ben if you're listening come on and, and...
0: <laughs> well
1: no, wait,
2: i think ben comes on what's that <laughs> i said yeah. come on to the podcast let's platform him more yeah yeah Yeah. we're gonna <laughs> sort of
0: been trying to get him on for a while so seriously ben if you're listening we have your your friend here your ex-friend why don't you come on the podcast and debate us huh <laughs>
1: or even better, let's settle this cereal thing once and for all. Ben, come on and you and David can just hash it out.
2: Yeah. Mono y mono. I'm um, not going to extend him the olive, olive branch, but uh, I'm open to an apology. <laughs> right. Well, we will on your behalf as,
0: as sort of you know, the hosts, the uh, the ones that make things happen, the movers and shakers of this, of the podcasting world. And that's sort of how we've been described by uh, publications.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, speaking of uh, debates, Ben Shapiro,
0: <laughs> sure. all that We're often speaking of debates on this podcast. <laughs>
1: we are. And and when we're not, um, it's probably because some freak or monster or something has come on and derailed the whole shebang. So
2: I'm yeah, going to sort of just-
1: yeah, I'm going to lay down the law of the land. Uh, I've got two topics here for, for, the, for our first two debaters. Um,
0: Matthew God, and I David. that is. Whoa.
1: Yeah. Um, so, Matthew, you will be debating in favor of a movie title. Oh, yeah. Okay. David, you will be debating in favor of a sea creature of your choice. So sort of be thinking about that. I'll vamp a bit
0: until Matt. No need to vamp. I watched a movie last night with the greatest title in movie history. And it's called uh, Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans. Uh, It stars Nicolas Cage. Sorry, what is it called? Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans is my pick for greatest movie title of all time. (laughs) Uh, let's start off right off the bat with the fact that Nicolas Cage is the bad lieutenant. He's bad. He's bad as a damn <laughs> bone. <laughs> he's the lieutenant, but he's sort of bad with it. And it, the port of call is in New Orleans. And it's actually it's a it's a very apt title because the whole movie is set, um, if you can believe it, in New Orleans. And it's cool because it was made right after Hurricane Katrina, and it's set post-Katrina, and it depicts New Orleans very interestingly in a way. It's not often shown on a film, but I, I don't need to get into the movie itself. I'm talking title. The title tells you everything you need to know, nothing more, nothing less. Um, it distinguishes itself very well from the, the other movie called Bad Lieutenant. Um, but what makes this one so interesting is that uh, it's a little sneaky. You see that title and you think, oh, it's a sequel to Bad Lieutenant, Harvey Keitel, Abel Ferrara, but nah... It's its own movie. Werner Herzog was just getting twisty with it. Um, it's a good movie with a great title. Tells you everything you need to know, and I yield my time. All right.
1: Definitely uh, does not roll off the tongue. Um, but it's a good thing my tongue is so active and slippery that that's not an issue for me. Like I prefer yeah. like a nice sort of garbled, uh, you know, a salad of words. So uh, with that, David, do you have a sea creature?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have to argue for the uh a creature of of the deep, of the deepest parts of the sea. Then that would be the anglerfish. Ooh, the anglerfish. Um, much like Nick Cage, can be hard to look at, sure, <laughs> but, but of course is very entertaining. Um, you know, really likes to have. I mean, the 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 bulb on the front is kind of like a. It's kind of like a spotlight. It's looking forward, and so that you can look at the fish itself and its horrible gnashing teeth. It's terrifying, it's fascinating, and it's funny. I think the anglerfish has a good sense of humor. I think that's you know, in, in, in terms of all sea creatures, you want an anglerfish in your foxhole. You can really re- you can rely on an anglerfish. Say what you will about them, you can rely on it. I will. In a way that you can't. That really long and obscure Nicolas Cage movie title. Is there how many how much punctuation is in that title by the way? Anyway, uh,
0: it's it's one colon, (laughs) colon? it's one colon, but when it's written out on the screen
2: in the movie, there are two colons two colon, there's an M dash in there. There's I'm seeing a dash and a colon, a dash and a colon is too much. much. You check thing. I only have one thing going on, it's too much to to process. Mm Um, I yield my time. Just to get back into
0: the weeds on this title dispute, I got to see, you know, so in the title of the movie, it is (laughs) the Bad Lieutenant, colon, Port of Call, and then a separate title card is New Orleans. (laughs) But for the record, for the record, the title, according to the the Internet Movie Database, and also Wikipedia, the, um, the the Internet Encyclopedia, is Bad Lieutenant, colon, Port of Call, New Orleans. 2009 um so the title very clean one colon that's one bit of punctuation and it you know it really sets itself apart from the original bad lieutenant because the original was set in new york but this one lets you know this this is a different bad lieutenant and this one his port of call is right smack dab in new orleans post katrina and so was nick cage in the
2: new york one also
0: no that was harvey keitel oh excuse me excuse me and it's uh, yeah, they're both good movies. Uh, the Nick Cage one, I think, is better, which is an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think part of what makes it so so good is that it has such a great title, <laughs> "The Anglerfish." Uh, first of all, what what an anglerfish? The let's get into titles first of all. Anglerfish, not a great, not a great title. What's it angling for? I don't trust anyone who's angling for anything. I want someone who's clear and direct with me. Um, I like a fish that's sort of honest. I like a fish that displays honesty in its name and its disposition. Mm. The angler fish is sort of it; sort of has
2: like a Connors pursuit about it. So, what you want, like a straightforward? I would say, and I think a lot of other people would agree with me, frankly, that wanting directness and this this air quote honesty from a fish, I think that's a really naive perspective, honestly. Someone who's bringing angles to the table who's coming in from different, you know, points of view perspectives that's someone who's gonna that's a fixer that's someone who's gonna do what you need to get done and yeah. an anglerfish is well equipped to make that happen you see in a, a way, fixer yeah.
0: mm-hmm. a fixer that's pretty <laughs> suspicious that's pretty suspect to me i i want i like straightforwardness in a fish i want a fish that's not going to give me the runaround uh so how's it gonna you...
2: give you the runaround it's got a freaking bulb on its face it's it's literally illuminating it shines a light on, on, it's, it's going to give me this. It's
0: going to give me the, know, the swim around. And don't you
2: think, we, we, Hey Matt, would you agree that democracy dies in darkness? Would you agree with that?
0: <laughs> you know, when I really record, think about record? it on the record at the time on the date, I will say, yes, democracy does die in darkness. So we, we do need something to illuminate democracy. Um, But I'd rather it be someone with a flashlight or a lantern from a lectern than a wow. fish at the bottom of the ocean with a <laughs> with a light on the top of its head it doesn't control you know its illumination it's not there's no morality or, or ethics in an angler
2: fish right but that's you know it doesn't have to get bogged down and all that stuff it's just there it's reliable the light's it's the most on. bogged down it's the most and, bogged down kind of fish it's deep sea yeah whereas the washington post is you know funded by jeff bezos you don't have that yeah. problem. You don't. You don't have that problem with the anglerfish. It's a solo operation. Yeah, yeah.
0: and and Bad Lieutenant was uh, uh, produced by Werner Herzog. So so let's let's see. We got Washington Post. We got we got Werner Herzog. We got Deep Bottom of the Ocean. I I trust the creative vision of one Werner.
1: Do you think Werner was the one who came up with the title map?
0: Oh, absolutely. The, that, that punctuation, the way it's all kind of laid out, that's it makes total sense that it was written by someone who is not uh, of English as the first language.
2: And, and, so, and David, can how you would do, you, can s- you do? Ver- hmm? No, no, go ahead. I was going to ask you, you can can you read the title for us in, as Verta Herzog?
0: Yeah. Ad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans. So, <laughs> that's <was> pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I was and, just gonna... and, and you see right there just how great a title it is. Please, Jack.
1: No, that, that was pretty good. I, I, it definitely, uh, definitely gave me, it definitely shed some light on this debate for me. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about sort of we have the anglerfish, the sort of, this sort of con artists of the sea, one would say, whereas we have this, this, you know the most direct title uh, perhaps in, in cinema. I, 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 I was just thinking, I would like each of you to sort of, just sort of touch on this. Like why exactly would you rather have the, the direct versus the indirect sort of type of communication coming from your, your choices here?
0: Well, well I can speak to my, my interest in directness, you know, I, I, Want what I'm, you know, expecting. You know, you go to see a movie, you pay the fare, get some popcorn, whatever. You go there. If it's not, if it's, you know, the title is misleading in any way, you're gonna be pissed off. You're gonna be mad. You're gonna be, you're gonna be all riled up. Uh, the directness is great. It's important. Um, you know, and, and sort of the, sort of like the, I, I don't trust, you know, conning types to begin with. I, I don't trust people who go you know against the law of the land such as uh, drug dealers in Bad Lieutenant Protocol New Orleans the character Big Fate as played by Exhibit the guy from uh, uh, Pit My Ride uh, he's he acts <laughs> in this movie uh, and he's good uh, he plays a he plays a coke dealer by the name of Big Fate and I he, he's not in the straight and narrow and frankly neither is Nicolas Cage as Terrence McDonough the Bad Lieutenant Protocol New Orleans I, I it's a it's a straightforward title about uh, schemey characters, which I prefer to just a schemy character like an anglerfish. Wow. May I? Please. Oh, you may.
2: The floor is yours. I mean, I, I just think I think it's a little interesting, perhaps ridiculous that you would call that title direct. <gasps> uh, it's specific, sure. Direct? No. You know what's direct? A friggin anglerfish with its gnashing teeth, illuminated by its own bioluminescence, okay? Directness is very, uh, it's, 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 it's as direct as you can get, you know, at, at, at the risk of invoking uh, an ugly period of U.S. foreign policy, you know, speak softly, carry a big stick. An anglerfish <laughs> isn't going it's, to, it's, you know, anglerfish as opposed to bad lieutenant port of call New Orleans that's not direct anglerfish it's you're looking right at it you're looking right at it that's directness that's reliability that you can trust
0: uh, wow. uh the anglerfish is direct sure direct to dvd maybe bad
2: lieutenant port calling in
0: orleans it's it's a night at the cinema and the title gives you every single thing you need to know let's break it down bad <laughs>
2: This guy's <laughs> up to no
0: good. <laughs> lieutenant. The movie starts with him becoming a lieutenant of the police. He gets promoted from <laughs> sergeant to lieutenant. Port of call. I'm going to have to say that as a full phrase. Port of call. This is his port of call. But where? Surely, surely it's not New York City like the previous bad lieutenant. New Orleans. The big easy. So it really, it, it's so direct. It tells you all you need to know. The angler fish, you hear that and you go... What even, what even is that, you know, on top of the fact that it's, you know, it's angling, it's, it's looking for an angle. It's like you, when you hear that, you don't think of like the light fish, it should have been called like the flashlight fish or the lantern fish. Instead, you're getting the angler fish. It would be cool if that were the name of a fish that looked like, um, like, like a cubist painting or something. Cause it's like all covered in angles. I think that would be more apt and more direct.
1: Um, I think I'm ready to start hearing the closing statements from this debate. Uh, Either of you you could begin.
0: I'll grab closer. All right. Um, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans uh, is an amazing title. It tells you every single thing you need to know about the movie going in to be prepared for what's going to come to you. Helps that the movie itself is also really good. Um, But it really sets the tone well. The anglerfish is a shitty little fish, uh, with a light in its head. That's sort of a schemy, indirect operator who I would never trust, um, uh, with a bad name to boot.
2: And I yield my time. Mm. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna remind everyone: the anglerfish. It's cool. It's cool to look at. All right. It's frankly, it's a little scary, but it's reliable, and it's angling for you. Nick Cage in bad lieutenant protocol in New Orleans. He's playing a cop, like you said. He's getting bogged down in the you know in the paperwork in the bureaucracy of it all. He's not gonna be able to do anything for you. The anglerfish has got its own light, its own teeth, and it takes care of business. TCOB with the anglerfish. All right. This is this is a this is a bit of a tough decision.
1: Um mm, but I think. I think I'm going to have to give it to Port of Call, Bad Lieutenant. Wow. I, it, wow. it was not a big, easy decision. It, it was very, it was, it was tough. It was very tough. Uh, but yeah. look, that title, it tells you like it is. And the Anglerfish <laughs> is a, it's gold. Is a, the Anglerfish is, is, is sort of a, a grimy suspect creature. Uh, but it's, it's
0: rather suspect cool wow. cool
1: and scary though which, which i i like but um yeah it's not cool or scary fish. enough to beat out nick yeah
0: yeah you mentioned it has its own teeth and i'll mention so do i i have my own teeth
2: <laughs> well speak for yourself i yeah. think um did I, I i think i lost you when i said fixer i think fixer was the, <laughs> that was the turning point <laughs> that fixer was the, the Gettysburg it's like, of this uh <laughs> of this debate you, you did
0: you realize at the time that that wasn't the right move, or only now with the clarity of you know uh, hindsight twenty twenty and all?
2: Yeah, it was. It's the clarity that's doing it for me.
0: It's that it's that post debate clarity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what's happening. And speaking of clarity, it's clear to me that we've got two debate topics, ground fresh oh. <laughs> from the machine. jack house cut it is house (laughs) it is house kept jack you will be arguing in favor of a vitamin oh and david you're gonna be arguing in favor of a pet a pet whatever that means to you (laughs) all right so in the meantime, I'm sort of going to vamp and say, check out. I'm going to do my plug early this episode, so hold me to it. I'm not going to plug anything later, Jack. I'm going to plug Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. <laughs> it's, it's really good. <laughs>
1: um, I'm going to just, I mean, I, I, I have to pick vitamin C. I have to. <laughs> wow. It is. It's an amazing can song. It helps your immune system. I don't think you can take too much of it. Maybe you can. But I feel like if you take too much vitamin C, you're probably better off in the long term. Uh, the like, vitamin C also just typically, you know, it's found in citrus, so it, it's, it's tasting good always. Uh, I feel like any sort of love you have for a pet is, is sort of, it's, it's almost finite, right? Like your pet is going to die. Uh, it's going to wither away. Vitamin C, you can just have to the end of days. Uh, and, and it's a gift that keeps on giving. It, You're not going to get scurvy with vitamin C. If you're on a ship, say you're on a ship, uh, and it's about 300 years ago, and you're at sea. You're going to get scurvy if you don't eat, like, a nice orange or something with vitamin C. Um, but if you have a pet with you, <laughs> you're fucked. You're probably both going to get you're both going to get scurvy, um, and so I know that Matt is someone who would rather not have scurvy than have scurvy. So I'm just going to yield my time with with that final thought there.
2: Okay, do I have the floor?
1: The floor, yes,
2: is yours. Okay, I'm here to uh to to make the case for uh, a pet ferret. That's right, you heard mm. me right. A Whoa. ferret, a ferret is is the best friend a guy could ask for. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, speaking of ships, a ferret, a ferret's the perfect pet for a ship. Getting <laughs> all kinds of hijinks. Ferrets, so they're notoriously, um, they're very fun. They got a great sense of humor, and they love pranks. Like ferrets <laughs> will like they prank humans, they prank each other. They really have a, just a delightful spirit to them. Uh, and I'm here for fun and in a pet sure I'm looking for you know um, unconditional love and that kind of stuff but I'm also looking for a sidekick I'm looking for a a robin to my Batman and what better pet to ride along in a motorcycle sidecar with me than a ferret yeah. you're you yeah. painted you painted a beautiful
1: picture but I'm hearing this, you're you're talking about pranks, you're talking about shenanigans. The ferret is the fixer of the forest floor. Uh, And I think I've had enough of that on this pod. I'm not going to exert any power. I'm not the the moderator, but let my request be heard. Too many conniving creatures in today's episode. I think David is a fixer himself. Uh, as with vitamin C, it just gets you feeling good and glowing. Um, that ferret, you're gonna be like sickly and stinky because you know I feel like they they probably reek. They're you know when I think ferret, I think you know just all of its droppings and uh, uh, how it has to probably groom itself. I think they're pretty vile creatures. Uh, and yeah, they're they're I'm sure they're cute, but if they were really so great. I feel like I'd be seeing a lot more ferrets out here, especially as I'm traveling seaward.
2: Well, I think that was, um, you know, that was cute. That was cute. <laughs> I, I, <yeah. laughs> no, I mean, I just think that vitamin C, you know, it's really a, the beginner's vitamin. It's like a, you know, it's a vitamin light, excuse me, vitamin. It's vitamin light, you know, it's, it's vitamins for babies. Even a baby knows what vitamin C is. And that's, that's not interesting. That's not going to gonna, that's not gonna tickle, tickle your brain at all. And also, I, I do feel like a lot of vitamin C products on the market today, and maybe you could speak to this, um, they have misleading marketing. They're very misleading. I think um, even placebo effects, I think they're not containing the vitamin C content that they're, that they're claiming to. And uh, I think a lot of people would agree with me on this. Um, a lot of people around this country, this great country of ours, um, are struggling with um, being misled by vitamin C products. And and uh, at least with a ferret, you know, it's vitamin C, is, you know, it's the beginner vitamin ferrets, a more advanced pet. Yeah. Don't get a ferret if you're not ready for it. But if you are, get ready for the best pet of your life. All right. Get ready for, for a pet that's going to, you know, it's going to be there at the whiteboard with you drawn up the plans right Drawn up the pranks <laughs> and look if you're not ready for pranking and fixing frankly stop wasting my time <laughs> stop breathing my air well i think the, <laughs> you're well, talking about misleading
1: the misleading the ferret is literally a trickster <laughs> <laughs> He's there to mislead you, and and yeah, sure, vitamin C maybe be for babies and adults alike and be the intro level vitamin, but it's very but but it's so widely loved and cherished, and yeah, ferrets you may need a certain level of mastery among pets, but that just sounds like a hassle to me. I'd rather live a simple life and not have to have a headache. But you know, s- suppose you're looking for a sidekick, I think there there are many more pets which which offer better skills i feel like a ferret i don't know what it would do with the whiteboard with you i would would just kind of run around uh uh, maybe it could pitch some good ideas but i don't think it's actually looking out for you i think a fair i think most ferrets have a secret agenda and are probably just coming up with their own cockamamie schemes while you think they're on your side vitamin c maybe some packaging is misleading but you're still getting vitamin c no harm done with a little bit of, of mislabel maybe not as much not as many milligrams with a ferret that's life or death you know it's all fun and games until you're in your sidecar or the ferret's in your sidecar alongside your motorcycle and and your wheel just comes spinning off out of some sort of prank that goes too far
0: all right i have two follow up questions first one is for jack jack um what would uh, so if not the ferret what would be the ideal pet for the vitamin C lifestyle?
1: The vitamin C lifestyle ideal pet would absolutely be a plant. A plant, by a plant, yeah. It's just very low maintenance. It um, it's just there. It's it's easy, available. It's 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 something that's you know can coexist with you. The ferret, you're. It's a constant sort of salsa of of power dynamics and i think that's very hectic um i like to live a simple life i take vitamin c i surround myself with plants yeah. you're looking rather things.
0: sickly by the way jack <laughs> uh
1: what do <are> you <coughs> i'm fine i just haven't had my my vitamins this morning uh but you know if i did i'd be looking just i'd be a picture of health but what if
2: I have a question. A I have a question
1: for you moderator. Okay. Have, have you ever interacted with a ferret before?
0: Uh, wow. I mean, as the moderator, first of all, it's, uh, it's kind of a delight, you know, to be uh, involved in the debate in this kind of way. <laughs> um, I'll say that I don't know if I've ever interacted with a ferret, but I think they're fun, cute little animals. And I'm I'm certainly not uh, not impartial to
2: their charms. Do we know if um, David just, David have you interacted with the ferret before? I, just a quick uh, a point of order here. I I, um, I just want to illustrate. I, I find it very interesting, to say the least, mm-hmm. that you you know you're saying ferrets are conniving and untrustworthy, and yet you drag the supposedly unbiased moderator, who happens to be your roommate. I'd like to point out. Uh, The unbiased moderator, you drag him into the debate um, with your own partisan line of questioning. Um, Just rather partisan. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I
0: I shouldn't have
2: uh, agreed to that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You will be hearing from from my favorite lawyer.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yes, he does have a little briefcase, yes. Yeah, he's he's an angler. He's the fixer.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, look. uh, it's the mark of a fixer to to call out someone else's fixing, especially a fix, especially one who's, who's represented by an angler fish and a ferret law practice, no less. (laughs)
0: Uh, So, so just to bring it on back, my follow-up question to you now, David is what do you think is the, uh, is the uh, ideal vitamin for the, uh, for the ferret lifestyle?
2: Well, um, the ideal vitamin for the ferret lifestyle is vitamin yes. D. Ooh. Vitamin Keep D. Speak to that. Well, I, you know, I, I think um, vitamin D. is kind of like the uh, the Korean War of vitamins. It's forgotten. <laughs> it's overlooked, if you will. Um, and sort of the sort of the anglerfish or ferret <laughs> of vitamins. <laughs> it's yeah, yes, exactly. I hate to agree with you on this, but <laughs> but it's the anglerfish <laughs> ferrets of vitamins, and. Um, you know, it's really important. I think it's 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 leptons, uh, to speak globally. And, uh, you know, it really boosts your immune system in a way that uh, the vitamin C is not going to do for you, especially the fraudulent, fake vitamin C packaging that you see all over this uh, great country of ours. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I think... Oh, Jack? Did you have... Or was that just a noise? You make a noise? That was just I a mean, noise
2: I made in disgust. I also... I mean, the notion that he he said he, he would like a plant as a pet for the vitamin C lifestyle. I mean, that's ludicrous. A plant? Ferret I'm C a simple man. Not I'm not out right? scheming like others. I'm not fixing. I don't
1: need to be constantly stimulated exactly. by not, a furry You're, furry you're not fixing
2: nothing. You're not <laughs> fixing nothing with your vitamin C, <laughs> and you're friggin' biased. Line of questioning.
0: It's a limited fix. I gotta say this this debate it's it's popping off. It's going crazy. I don't I don't know where to turn, who to listen to. It's so I think right I'm at the point now where I'm left no choice but to say I want to hear some closing statements.
2: Look,
1: I'm gonna let my opponent close first to give myself an advantage because I'm all my cards on the table. I'm not fixing here. I'm not fixing. There's nothing to fix. In fact, I'm gonna jump into my closing statement right now because I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> such not a fixer. I'm taking it back. Because that's what it's all about, people. Vitamin C, it's so good for you. Would you rather live without vitamin C or a ferret? That's 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 what this comes down to. Be surrounded by stinky ferret feces while it's schemes. You can't trust it. I, I guess. Look, maybe 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 Matthew. Maybe you're someone who likes to live on the edge, constant fear over your shoulder, anxiety, a sort of daredevil lifestyle. That's what this is. I do. I mean, look, then then you should get a ferret for a pet. That's not me. That's not a vitamin C kind of guy. I'm someone who will just take this up, feel better, sit in silence with my plants and just commune with 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 the peace and silence around me. A ferret is sort of a, a, a chaotic, uh, a disgusting, vile creature. Uh, <laughs> and frankly, I think we should just outlaw them for all the harm they've done to my wow. to my peace of mind uh i'm sorry to get emotional people but i'm just very passionate about this one
0: jack take a walk t- uh, fan your face off you're all right, B- i'm gonna red. go
1: splash some cold water on my face yeah well,
2: David. I, I don't think i've ever heard a more disgusting display of rhetoric <laughs> and and really was unprofessional of me i'm sorry <laughs> You know, take once again, a walk bra- homes, <laughs> take a walk, Holmesley. Take a walk, Holmesley. Once again, bringing the moderator into this. You know, Matthew, I, we've known each other for what thirty-five years now. You are years. a daredevil. You're dangerous. You're brave. You're bold. Guilty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guilty is charged. And you know, when, when when you're charged with 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 crimes like like being a, a badass daredevil, first of all, you're going to want a, fer- a ferret to represent you in a court of law. You're going to want the ferret. But I want to set. I want to set the scene for you. You you have your ferret as a pet. You're in the. You know you've you've drawn a nice warm soapy bath for your ferret friend. You put on the turtles, um, on on your speaker. I Which sounds, me nice. Nobody yeah. but you. You're soaping up the ferret. He's giggling. You're giggling. You're having a great time. The ferret. The ferret itself becomes like a little bar of soap, you know, squeezes it out of your hand. It's a great, it's really fun. is in, it's I think we've, I think my opponent has um done his best to paint a negative portrait of of the conniving. Now conniving has a lot of negative connotations. Ferrets are are fun. They're whimsical. You know, they love they love a good laugh. They love a hearty laugh. And if it's at my my expense, I'm okay with that. I can laugh at myself. I can have a good time. And when I'm having a good time, I want to be having it with a ferret. I'm going to close my statement by taking some vitamin D.
0: Whoa. Wow. And he is really taking some vitamin D. He for is popping. pill on the home, pod. Pills have been officially popped on the pod. Yeah. Wow. There's a first for everything. Yeah. Um, this is one of
1: those podcasts now. This, this is one of those, those podcasts.
0: Way. There's so many uh, drug usage, So many drugs, (laughs) pharmaceuticals Uh, Which is why we gotta Thank our sponsor over at The Pill Mill (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah Offering us premium prices (laughs) On luxury pills Use sponsor code (laughs) Apples and oranges love their pills 50% (laughs) off your pills At the Pill Mill (laughs) Never Never go to the pharmacy again Um (laughs) <laughs> All right, I've got to give this one to David. <laughs> uh, that, that was sort of a whimsical debate, uh, Jack. You really lost your cool at the end there, and yeah, also not, you Keith really blew it with that plant debate. I was really you were discussing pirates earlier, and I figured it would be a slam dunk if you were to discuss maybe a parrot as a wow. you know.
1: No, as, those as, can as talk. The, the That's pet. parrots are perhaps the most conniving of of the of the uh, avian creatures. You really, you have,
0: you, you have very limited trust for, like, most animals, it seems.
1: I have limited trust for most things, Matt. Uh,
0: as you're, you sort know, of a, you're sort of a Corella devil of you.
1: I, I am. I also love to eat a nice pooch when I can. Does she eat dogs? Well, I eat dogs. It doesn't matter. Sure.
2: Relative I mean, for the sake of dogs.
0: Yeah, I think that's, DeVille eats dogs. That's, is that part of the lore, really? <laughs> yeah, have you seen the uh, Emma Stone Corella prequel? It's about how she loves to eat dogs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that um
0: <laughs>
2: Yeah. You know, I uh
0: <laughs> But uh that's a W for old Davy for that whimsical Thank description you. of those those wiggly little little sock animals.
2: Yeah, those little, little freaky guys. Those little freaky guys.
0: Yeah. Those little freaky guys. Not a fan. Not a fan uh, of them.
1: No, I'm not a fan of those little ferrets. They're 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 psychopathic.
0: say. Um I think it's just about time for another one of these goofy little debates. We got about time for just one more, which means it is time for Jack to finish my transition.
1: Yes. And I will finish them with two topics no way yes way matt your final topic is a drink and david you'll be picking a decade
0: of your choice so wow you
1: know y'all can sort of jump
2: in
0: or i can vamp so my drink of choice is probably a lobster bisque so <laughs> okay okay yeah so it's it's uh it's the best kind of drink in that it's chunky and made of shellfish uh it's really good i think most drinks the average completely smooth drink is for baby cowards uh uh sort of yellow bellies lily liver of uh, uh, uh white toad little freaks um I, I think you want you want something with a bit of an edge. You want something with a good aftertaste. You want something that is best in specific regions. You got to go with the lobster bisque. Best drink in the world. I like to kick one back uh, from time to time. Yield.
2: Yield. Well, um, yeah, when I first heard that I was going to be uh, debating on behalf of a decade, I really... Um, and I think other listeners will agree that they, they're expecting something from the past, a decade that they all know and love. But I'm not going to do that today. Today, I'm going to look forward. I'm a forward-looking guy. I'm a progressive guy. And I want to introduce you all to uh, 2180. Ooh. 2180s. That's my decade. It's, wow. it's really a decade of, um, of possibility. <laughs> of possibility um. <clears throat> You know, society has all but collapsed, of course. And 2180 is a time of of imaginative thinking, of building anything that we want. You know, you can be you can be whatever kind of apocalyptic vigilante that you want to be. Capitalism has fallen. Do you need to wear respirator masks to go outside? Sure, sure, you do. But you get used to that. You get used to it. And um, yeah, really anything anything goes in the twenty-one eighties. And what, sta- what happens in the 2180s stays in the 2180s. Wow. The floor is open.
0: Yeah, so the, the future, I mean, for it seems um, unpleasant, that description.
2: <laughs> it seems,
0: <laughs> frankly, if I may be so frank and to be so bold on my very own podcast, I think that sounds unpleasant. Um, I Especially compared to a delicious lobster bisque that you won't even be able to access by that point. You won't be able to get a lobster bisque in the in the twenty one eighties. The best drink in
2: town. Uh, objection! I object to that. Um, I yeah, think what's that, your objection? My objection. Um, it, it really comes down to this: that uh, lobster bisque is available in the twenty one eighties, but it's a more actually, it's a more environmentally friendly and a healthy version of lobster bisque. It's a it's a plant based lobster bisque. Gross. They're not going to um, be able to get extreme... that lobstery
0: flavor through plants. It, it'll never work.
2: Really. Yeah. Really, really. Yeah. That's that, that's rich coming from a guy who chose a soup for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have
0: you, you know, know it's you know, a bisque, not a soup. Oh, excuse says <laughs> <me.
2: Uh-oh. laughs> you... Bisque,
0: I would say, is closer to a drink than a chowder.
2: But <laughs> can you still hear me? By the way, I'm getting. Scared. I I can still sure. hear you. Your, your audio is good. Okay. Yeah. No, you know what, Matt, you're you're right. I. You're very right about your choice, actually. You know, after a long hot day at work, there's nothing I want to come home to more than a refreshing <laughs> lobster bisque. <You> know, <laughs> it's a premium shellfish. I, I want to cool off <laughs> and just relax. You know, it's something to take the edge
0: off, right? A yeah. Thick... <laughs> And the, the fun thing is when I when I drink a, a glass or bottle of lobster bisque, I still wear the bib as sort of a is uh, like to to keep the cultural signifier. And I'm sure by the 2180s, people still do that. But now it's like a floating signifier type deal. Like people don't remember why they wear the bib whenever they drink lobster bisque. They just know it's a thing people have been doing for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's
2: what tradition really is after all. And I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that. No, written, nothing wrong that with that. There ain't nothing wrong with that.
0: Ain't nothing wrong with that. The 2180s, though, you know, it's sort of it sounds like a really like you have all these, you know, these incomplete pieces of modern traditions. And it's it's sad. It's a sad sight to see, you know, society has collapsed. Um, Everyone is sort of a roving vigilante. You said you said you can be your choice of whatever kind of roving vigilante you want, which means there's no choice but being a roving vigilante. Mm. Which sounds (laughs) Um... really limited.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would I will say though, there's there's a lot of room for yeah. <laughs> for possibilities within the larger umbrella of roving vigilante. Okay. You can be you can be a leather clad <laughs> roving vigilante. You can be more of a denim type. So guy it's fashion. Fashion want. is the choice. <laughs> uh, I think I think a lot of scholars would agree with me on this that fashion reveals a lot about the society and the individual. Sure. And the community of which you're a part.
0: But they also uh, wear the respirator mask. <laughs>
2: You know, I think um, the respirator mask in the twenty one eighties that that was more twenty one sixties. I misspoke earlier, and <laughs> by the twenty one eighties, we've actually um, we've solved the climate crisis. Oh, and yeah, congrats to us. So there's you know bountiful amounts of shellfishing to be done, and uh, actually by that point, lobster as a as a food as a a culinary fad has reverted to its original status as a bottom feeder and um you know you give it to the you give it to the people on the brig all right right yeah uh-huh so Sounds, by that point yeah you you, you you picked a bad drink you picked a bad drink for the 2180s i'll tell you that much so i sort well, of it's a great I, drink
0: I... for today but but for the 2180s <clears throat> it's like that you've really devalued this amazing chunky drink
2: this amazing chunky hot drink. Now, what's the perfect temperature in um, in Celsius for for a lobster bisque?
0: I'm glad you asked. You know, <laughs> I'm always getting asked questions like this. Everyone <laughs> day and night is asking me, "What's what's the right temperature? <laughs> yeah. What's the right temperature for a lobster bisque?" And uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you that right now, it's probably somewhere around like the. <laughs> Yeah, like the, the
2: 60s Celsius. 60s Celsius. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's warm. That's extremely hot. That's... <laughs> it's it starts there, but
0: you let it cool down. That's it's because it's that kind of heat gets all the the flavor out, and then as it cools down.
2: So you want all it... the flavor out of the drink? No, no, no. It, it like it brings so the flavor out into it. I heard the flavor. It's flavor out. I don't know it, what. It, uh... It brings
0: it. It brings it out. It's hidden within those those hard shells.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What is the best sort of, time of year to enjoy a lobster bisque? That sort of is a you know. I mean, a I would say any beverage? time
0: of year. Uh, it is a seasonal beverage in terms of like when it is best because you know, look, shellfish. I, I will concede, shell, lobsters have seasons. Lobsters have seasons. Mm-hmm. Um. So I love it year round. I have a carton right next to me right now that I'm sort of working on, but. I would say at its very best on a scale of like like right now at the summertime it's like an eight in quality, but you, mm-hmm. in the winter time during Wastel season, ten. You switch between that and a Wastel and a cocoa, and those are sort of your big holiday bevies.
2: Mm-hmm. That's it, know, the that's last easy. time I looked at a the carton of of lobster bisque. You know, on the side of it, they have the, the yeah. lost or missing. I looked at it, it. Said, "Lost my appetite." All right, I don't need to drink a carton of lobster bisque. Wow. Thank you very oh, much. ouch. <laughs> um, I have a
1: question for David. Uh, could you sort of just walk me through, like, maybe from waking up to going to sleep,
2: a day in the twenty-one eighties? That's a that's a really great question. Thank you for thank you for that one. Um, so a day in the life in the in twenty-one eighties. You know, as a so. This is just my vision for my own personal, you know, dream world in the 2180s. I can't oh, speak Oh, so it's not even else. real? Hmm? It's not even real? Oh, it's very real. Okay. Time's a flat circle. It's already, <laughs> it. the 2180s have already happened. Okay. They're That's what I originally happen, thought. And they are currently happening.
0: So not your dream.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think if you try to expand your thinking from this sort of linear timeline, this sort of, you know, basic human, you know, try to try to transcend that.
0: Try to look at it from a different angle, you goddamn angler.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> so here's a day in the life of a of a fixer in this twenty one eighties. I wake up in my in my Earthship. Um, I'm somewhere in the in the southwestern <laughs> United States. Um, I wake up. I tend to my my farm. I have a I have a greenhouse that I'm taking care of. I'm more of a denim guy, so I put on my denim vest. <laughs> I get on my motorcycle, and I and I ride around and I look for, I look for clients. Rather, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to meet clients who have already <laughs> arranged to have me as a futuristic fixer, fix for them. All right. And there's all these sort or sorts of technological developments by the 2180s. Medically speaking, um, so you're
0: going to be alive then. By the way, is what I'm hearing.
2: I plan to be alive. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I do. I do. Okay. Um, you know, so I'm out I'm the door by around nine thirty. I'm on the road. Uh, I'm still listening to a classic rock. You know, <laughs> that's that's me. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of great musical developments, but call me old-fashioned. I'm still. Uh, <laughs> I still got the Phil, the Phil Collins going, and um, you know, mid morning. TCOB of course you know my client work is confidential so I can't really uh of course really be divulging <laughs> into that but I'm fixing I'm fixing, it. I'm fixing it around lunchtime um I have a, I'm uh I'm having a clam chowder that's what I'm having, <laughs> I'm having a clam chowder
0: All Right, too thick to be a drink gotcha
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but with it's my result. clam chowder I'm having a frosty delicious diet coke which is mm. that's a uh, drink it's a drink now it's a drink from the past and it's a drink for the future it's timeless and uh, you know more thcob before bedtime. Tend to my garden once again. Hang up my <laughs> denim. <laughs> I frame my denim vest. Put it back <laughs> up in the wall, and I get ready to do the whole thing again the next day. Wow! Rinse it and repeat.
1: Um, and repeat. I think I'm. I think I'm ready to, to hear some closers. Uh, I'll,
0: I'll do I'll do a closer. All right. <sighs> Bisk. What's to be said about bisque that hasn't already been said in nigh upon millions of poems. It, it's, it's the best drink in the world. It's tasty. It's refreshing. It's chunky. Uh, it's made of seafood, uh, uh, high quality uh, uh, shellfish. It's a really, really good drink. The future time, uh, time is a flat circle, but the future sounds bleak and grim uh, D- David won't even tell us what sort of fixing he's doing at that time, which I sort of am untrustworthy of. I also wonder, you know, as an almost 200 year old, you know, how, how good his sense of things are, whether, you know, he's just sort of living in the past in the, the, the 2180s. Uh, I, I mean, uh, denim motorcycle, uh, chowder, Pepsi, classic rock, Diet Coke, excuse me. Coke. And uh, thank you um it's it, it it sounds like you're you're living in a fantasy land versus i am practical real straightforward i drink my bisque and i love its chunks and i yield my time
2: you're right you, you make a great point once again what's more practical than a 34 dollar lobster bisque you know, <laughs> as, a, as a handy drink um you know what you're saying i'm living in a fantasy dreamland that i'm 200 years old in the future i'm viewing myself i can only speak for myself at the end of the day i mean I, I try to use my i statements and i in the 2180s i see myself sure i'm old i'm kind of the larry king of futuristic fixers at that point, okay <laughs> i'm still around i'm still kicking he is and you know what you're goddamn right i'm still on my a-game right until the very end lobster bisque on the other hand the description you gave was was disgusting. <laughs> it was it was really, it was kind of a glottal sounding description of chunky seafood. Lobster bisque's looking mm. it's looking the same as it's when it's coming out as when it's going in. And that's that's not appealing. That's a very unappealing drink that you've described. Mm. And regardless of my vision for my personal career and life in the 2180s possibility it's the future the future is now free your mind and your ass will follow wow i
1: i gotta give it to the 2180s uh that was <laughs> i I'm a, I'm a bit of a futurist uh this world sounds appealing to me i would love to ride a motorcycle wearing denim and uh I, I look I think the lobster bisque came out swinging. That's an amazing drink choice, but I think the more times lobster bisque was talked about and described, the less appetizing it became.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want a thick chunky goo made of made of <laughs> made of sea bug insides. That yeah, doesn't imagine, sound appealing
1: to. You. Imagine going for a nice, you know, a, a jog, your exercise. It's just a hot summer's day. And you get yeah. a tall glass of lobster
2: bisque to cool no. yourself. <laughs> and you just sort
0: of go like... <laughs>
2: hey, Barkeep, let me get a lobster bisque on the rocks, all right? <laughs> well, you need bisque. some ice for it. Otherwise, it comes out 60, yeah, degrees,
0: 60 Celsius. degrees Celsius. It's hot. Sometimes you need an ice. A
2: boiling lobster bisque.
0: And who wouldn't? <laughs> and who would blame you? On a, at a time like bisque. this, who
2: would blame you? Wow. Wow. Um, but that how do you know it. 2 out of 3 fixer debates one fixed if you will. Yeah, it that's like Yeah, you sort of are like the Larry that. King of futuristic fixers.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I sort of I take issue with that cuz Larry King is dead.
2: <laughs> wow. Wow. And may his wow. memory be forever a blessing.
0: And may this his episode. memory be forever a blessing. Yeah. Uh, next year Larry in, in Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cheers. <laughs> No, today we remember uh, Larry King. That's sort of going to be my plug for today. We like to end these episodes with plugs, David. I'm going to plug uh, Larry King. Uh, rest in power, Larry. Uh, but don't, don't, don't rest too softly because you got David Valona here picking up where you left off uh, as a sort of cyberpunk fixer in the Southwest. Um,
0: what His else regular should I plug? Piers Morgan, if I'm remembering who replaced him right.
1: <laughs> yeah, David Villona is sort of the next Piers Morgan. Uh...
0: <laughs> You're sort of just right. like Piers in all the ways. Yeah, they replace him with Piers. and Piers. always but name.
2: Piers Morgan, perhaps the least Jewish man of all time. Yeah, and the least <laughs> Italian. <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. Do you have any anything you'd like to plug, David?
2: Um, anything? Yeah, you, I mean, if you want, you can follow me on Instagram, David Volona, V E L O N A, and uh, yeah, you can follow me. You can follow me there. Maybe I don't know if it's. I guess you can follow me on TikTok, David. I think v. you Comedy, should, David V Comedy. Um, and I would I will plug this. There's a great video on YouTube of. I think it's called something like Larry King makes or Don Don Rickles makes Larry King laugh for like 25 minutes straight. And it's just an amazing joyous clip of of, of two old Jews laughing.
0: That's very nice. And I, of course, as I said earlier, I'm plugging Bad lieutenant port of call new Orleans. Of course. So that's it for plugs, which means it's time for me to say, David, you angler. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. This was a, an absolute delight. It was a
0: delight on our end as well. Yeah, We will be back in two weeks' time, I sure hope, with another satisfying, delightful, and chunky episode of Apples and Oranges. Bye-bye. <laughs>